0: Welcome back, future K-Conquerors, to All Kill, a K-pop podcast where we talk all things K-pop and K-Con. We are on episode three! Woo! Episode three! Last episode, we gave an overview about the convention and the concert, and this episode will be focusing on budgeting for K-Con, so that includes... Ticket information as far as prices, and also we'll be going over accommodations and travel. Mm -hmm. So, Megan, has there been any big announcements since we last talked?
1: Well, it's funny you said that, Christina, because there has been, uh, I guess technically it'd be two big announcements. Um, So, KCON New York is moving to new york who would have thought that one year would actually be held in new york
0: oh my god i know and there was a rumor going around that all this was happening at one point and i never thought it would be true Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. but here we are
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) so like Mm -hmm. megan said um it was moved to new york uh it is now going to be in madison square garden for the concert And the Javits Center for the convention. So the convention is now inside. Yes, finally, we've needed it inside
1: for years. And
0: finally, no no more sunburn, no more porter potties, no more, no water anywhere. Oh my God. It's going to be great.
1: It's going to be the strangest, it's going to be the strangest thing, not having to bring some of the things that we've had to bring for the past few years.
0: Like an umbrella, Uh, like we're not going to need an umbrella for inside.
1: Yeah, for inside. Unless, like, it rains on the day and then when we're going there. But other than that, we won't need to carry it around all day.
0: This is so exciting. Also, big change. Um, We officially have the dates, Mm -hmm. like we kind of predicted last time. Um, The dates for KCON are officially July 6th and 7th. So, super excited about that. Um. so yeah we'll be going over sort of more details once KCON announces more things but for now we officially have our dates so from here on out we will be referring to day 1 and day 2 of the
1: convention as the 6th mm-hmm. and the 7th yes so back in the previous episodes when we talked about day 1 and day 2 for KCON um, day 1 will be on July 6th July 7th will be day two. And again, we are only specifically talking about KCON New York uh, in these podcasts. So if you're looking for KCON LA, um, those dates you can find on KCON's Twitter and Facebook. We are only talking about KCON New York. Yes, but after KCON New York is done or
0: after we have a little lull in our programming, we can honestly talk about KCON LA if people request it.
1: Yeah, we can we can totally do that. We just won't have the experience of actually being there. But one day, it's on the bucket list. Oh, yeah. So maybe we'll be researching for ourselves. But, yeah, so that's kind of all the big announcements we have this past week. So we'll see what next week brings, hopefully more information. But for now, uh, since it's in New York, now we really have to talk about budgeting because t- As some people we've seen point out, it's probably going to be expensive. New York City is not cheap. No, it's not.
0: So we went into this kind of taking our past experiences and how much it has cost for us in the way that we've approached KCON, as well as some research based off of LA, KCON LA costs and general knowledge about how cost in New York City works.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this year, really starting from this year, everything is going to be different. So nobody really has an idea exactly of how much things are going to cost in terms of concert tickets, engagement packs, benefits, the convention. Um, since this is the first year, this is happening. So we're really trying to give you is what's happened in the past this is going to be our best guess but nothing will be finalized until kcon gives us those exact numbers however the most important thing about this episode is budgeting so some things we definitely can tell you is how expensive it is to get a hotel taxis travel things like that so we'll talk about that in a little bit but first let's get on to realistically like if you had to kind of picture one number in your head to get to for kcon what would that number be if you're gonna save this much amount, this is how much you probably should uh, save for KCon.
0: Yeah, so we are going to be speaking to how we would approach KCon, sort of how we would how we handle things last year for this year. Um, so our rough idea of how much KCon cost would be for us is around a thousand dollars,
1: and that's kind of an I would say average cost maybe some for some people it's going to be less for some people it's going to be more but with travel with hotels with the concert with the engagements you really are realistically going to be spending somewhere in the ballpark of a thousand bucks and I mean we have oh yeah and we're pretty savvy we're pretty savvy with our money but that's just realistically if you want to get as much as you can you know, at KCON, this is, this is what you're going to be spending. But again, um, you can go cheaper. You can go more expensive if you want to. And we'll kind of give you those numbers um, really right now. But again, general idea, just if there's one thing you take away from this podcast, a thousand bucks is roughly going to be kind of the ballpark of where you'll want to be saving your money.
0: Yes. And even if you're looking for something a little bit cheaper, um, I know one of our friends, one of my great friends, Rose, she had the suggestion. You want to save more than you think you're going to need. So, yeah, we are talking about if you're looking at the baseline of tickets, so the baseline combo ticket and the baseline um benefits. You want to save probably either twenty five to fifty percent more than whatever that cost is to make sure that you have that built in in case you have to buy something like secondhand or something comes up and, you know, you can't get it for that low, low price. So that takes us into tickets and benefits. So Megan, would you like to start going over some of the ticketing costs?
1: Yeah. So again, we can't be really sure of exactly how much tickets are going to be because this is the first time we're going to be in Madison Square Garden, but for concert tickets. So again, um, during KCON, the concert usually is two days. So at day one and day two. So on July 6th and July 7th at night, there will be a concert. Um, Different artists will perform on different nights. So KCON has kind of the option where if you want to go on both days, you can. If you only want to go on one day, you can. So for those who maybe are wanting to save a little bit of money, you can choose just to go to one day of the K-Con convention, one day to the K-Con concert. If you want to go both days, then you can. So for tickets, how it is as if you've ever been to a K-pop concert, you've probably heard the terms P1, P2, P3. This is uh, describing the different tiers of kind of the seating in the arena. So P1 usually are kind of the best seats in the house, while P2 and P3 are farther away from the stage and usually kind of the higher up you get within the arena. So if you're looking to save a little bit of money, you're looking at probably P3 tickets. If you don't mind spending a little bit more, you're looking at P1. So for KCON New York last year, this is how much it was for the different tiers. So for P1 tickets, so these were tickets that kind of were the first level, level one seated tickets, and some um, general admission pit tickets. If you only went on one night, you're looking at 150 bucks for a one night ticket. If you want to go both nights, you're looking at 270. Now for KCON LA, I'm also gonna be including these numbers because again, we don't know exactly how expensive this is gonna be this year. So just to give you an idea of how KCON LA priced their tickets, um, For one night for P1 and again kind of the level one tickets pretty close to the stage $200 was the price for one night 360 was the price for two nights. So if we had to make a pretty good guess Probably you're going to be looking somewhere in between those numbers between the 270 and maybe the 360 for P1 tickets now for P2 tickets So this is gonna be a little farther back from P1, usually level two, a little farther away from the stage. KCON New York last year, for a one-day ticket, you're looking at 100 bucks for one night, for both nights, 170. For KCON LA, for one night, it was 140, and for two nights, it was 240. So you can kinda see that KCON LA is more expensive than it was for KCON New York last year, Um, And that had really had to do with the area, um, the venue that was chosen, the amount of artists that were performing. So again, we're giving you both numbers just so you can kind of see, this is kind of where the two extremes are. And again, we can't say for sure exactly how expensive this KCON New York is going to be, but we have a feeling it's going to be somewhere in between these numbers. And then finally, P3, these are going to be the seats that are all the way kind of up um, level three tickets, the farthest you can get, but also the cheapest you can get. So for KCON New York last year, one night P3 ticket was 50 bucks, 50 bucks for a two and a half hour concert, which isn't bad. And then if you want both nights, it was $90. And then for KCON LA, one night was 60, both nights, 100. So for those of you who are looking maybe to save a little bit of money, maybe you don't really care so much about the concert or don't mind being farther away, you're definitely looking at P3 tickets because those are going to be the cheapest options. So, again, P1 is level one, the closer you get to the stage, P2 kind of in the middle, and P3 the farthest. Now, those are for the concert tickets. Now, there are two other tiered concert tickets that I have not talked about Um, yet because they're a little different. Yes,
0: and a quick little piece of info before we move on, you can buy one type of ticket for one night and one type of ticket for the other night if you still want to go to both days mm-hmm. so say you really like the yeah. lineup for one night maybe you want to buy that p1 ticket at 150 for that one night and then say night two you don't like the line up as much but you still want to go to the concert well you can buy the p3 for night two totally totally acceptable to do
1: yep absolutely and something else that i did not point out um if you do choose to do the combo ticket which is choosing the tickets that get you to on um, both nights you actually do save a little bit of money than if you bought like one night twice if that makes sense so instead of doing like 150 and then 150 you just buy the two concert ticket like the combo tickets together. It's two seventy, so you save yourself thirty bucks.
0: Yes, and also all um, these prices are without the Ticketmaster fees. So Ticketmaster fees added to this will result mm. in a higher cost. So probably for like the two seventy ticket, it would be closer to like three twenty five.
1: Yeah. So um. Yeah, Ticketmaster does have extra fees, which KCON does doesn't um go over so when you do go to buy your tickets they will be more expensive than the numbers we are giving you Um, and again we can't say for sure what those numbers will be um, but roughly an extra anywhere from 50 to 75 dollars in fees it's ridiculous Um, but do keep that in mind when you're starting to budget for tickets. All right. Anything else about the P1, P2, P3 tickets before we move on to the highest tier of tickets? Um, yes.
0: So the last thing I just wanted to mention, you mentioned briefly that P1 involves Pitt. Um, for the Pitt, as mm-hmm. far as how the stage was last year, you are the farthest back. Um, you have a view of the artists kind of from the farthest away. And Pitt is where everyone is standing. So it's a G-A. So you would have to line up. If you've mm-hmm. never heard of pit before, I just yeah. wanted to give a brief overview of what pit is.
1: So how do how how does one explain GA? Um It's a free for all. It is it really is. I was gonna say sweaty hot mess, but a free for all sounds a little better. Um so yeah, so general admission, there are no seats. It's first come, first serve, standing right kind of a little bit underneath the stage. Mm-hmm in which the stage might be like ahead or depending on how short you are to um, kind of above where you're standing. But it is the closest you can get to seeing your artists. Um, but for the P1 tickets, uh, you actually will be the last group to go in because there are two other groups that will go in ahead of you. And now is a great chance to uh, kind of segue into who those people are, the the highest of high, the, <laughs> the I don't know, what do they call them? Like the the, the crazy the, expensive uh, tickets. Be, yeah, basically. <laughs> and those lucky few who get these tickets are, they are the Diamond and the Platinum tickets. So Diamond and Platinum are actually going to be a good segue into um, the benefits because these tickets are hella expensive, but they include kind of everything you need for the KCON weekend. So I'm going to throw some numbers at you, and some of you are probably going to, be shocked but for a platinum ticket. Platinum tickets, I will say, um get you in for both nights of the concert, gets you into the convention, gets you a certain amount of benefits, um all access passes, you get a backstage tour, you get into the GA before any of the P1 people do. This will cost you $800. And again, that does not include any of the Ticketmaster fees, but $800 is what in, is included in this Platinum kind of package. And we will be going over more in detail about what all of this stuff is, what is included in the Platinum ticket. But just for the sake of the concert, for both nights for this Platinum ticket, $800, and you do get pit. And I think it's important to mention for Platinum, you only get pit. Yes. There, you There's no seats. So that's something really important. You have to be standing in the pit. If you get a platinum ticket.
0: And they don't really care Um, if you can or not.
1: Yeah, we will go over this also. But something else just to keep in mind. If you are unable to stand for two and a half hours or longer. Probably should not get pit tickets. But we will go over this in a different episode. Um, So again, $800 for platinum. Diamond is the highest of high. This is the most exclusive ticket you can get. And this will cost you from KCON New York last year, $1,500, 1,500 bucks. And again, that is gets you in for both nights of the concert, gets you into the convention. It gets you a lot of other good stuff. You are the first people who are allowed into um, the pit. So you have kind of the first pick of where you'd like to stand close to the stage. But 1,500 bucks is what it will cost you. Um, so, again, that's why we said before the $1,000 range, that's average, but some of you may be paying more for that depending on um, what level of ticket you would like to get. So, anything about Diamond and Platinum prices you'd like to say before we do kind of a quick uh, review of ticket prices?
0: Um, I will say for Platinum... Um we're going to go more into sort of the benefits really quickly but I just wanted to really highlight the fact that Platinum does get all access to audience and red carpet so they can go to any and all audience engagements um they get two guaranteed high mm-hmm. touches and um they get their own deluxe sort of merchandise package that they give away um and then Diamond you have all access to high touch all access to audience all access to red carpet Um, And you have your own individual concierge who helps you throughout the entire concert.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: But it's stupid crazy. Kind of like your own...
1: Yeah, it's kind of like your own butler who kind of helps you plan your day. But that's if you got the
0: money for it. Yeah, which we definitely do not.
1: (laughs) Don't really. But yeah, we've never than platinum or diamond just because it is a lot but um yeah and we have we have other reasons why easy. we
0: haven't done it um we'll go into this a little mm-hmm. bit more when we go into our ada episode but there are some health reasons that mm-hmm. we haven't done this in the past um nor do i believe will alva do yep. it in the future
1: yes so all right so once again there are five levels of ticket prices you have diamond at the most expensive and platinum they do encompass more than just the concert ticket but they are the most expensive tickets but they also will get you kind of the best view in the house p1 p2 p3 are all seating tickets Um, p1 can get you into pit but if you need seating tickets you need to get p1 p2 or p3 and that will run you between 150 dollars for a one night ticket and p1 to 90 bucks um, for P3 if you go both nights. So there's a lot of kind of wiggle room here for prices and this is really where you can kind of decide your budget. All right. Mm -hmm. So let's just move on to artist engagement packs. So we've mentioned this in a previous episode but the convention is separate from concert ticket prices. So those prices we just gave you, that's only to attend the concert. We haven't even talked about how much it's going to cost you to go to the convention. Ooh, can I take this? Go for it. Yay.
0: Okay. So convention, benefits. Oh my God, so much information. So in mm-hmm. the past, in New York, um, it last year was the first time that they separated out benefits from the tickets to the concert. And it was a lot to process at first, and no one really liked it. But in the end, I think me and Megan really enjoyed the experience a lot more, the way that they did it. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, for the convention, if it is the same as last year, this is going to be the preface for everything that I currently say. It should be anywhere from 20 to $30 for both days of the convention ticket. So that gets you into all the panels, it gets you into the random dance contest, it gets you to the food, it gets you to the shopping, um, anything that mm-hmm. doesn't require you interacting with idols,
1: it's included. Mm-hmm. But that does, yeah. Um, so really, if you're there for the concert and maybe don't care about doing some of the extra engagements that we'll go over in a few seconds, um, 20 to 30 bucks for the convention ticket, honestly, is worth it. Oh yeah. It um because yeah because i'm if it's the same price but the amount of things you can do with that ticket again like there's going to be tons of panels tons of workshops tons of dancing things um you might have a chance of seeing um a group or an idol up close if they go to a special area you know that 20 bucks that gets you in for both days totally worth it um so you know if you were just to buy one thing definitely the convention ticket and what's great is if you don't really care about going to the concert which some of you might not you can just buy that convention ticket and just have a really fun day for 20 bucks yeah i mean you can do so much during
0: the day which we can totally go over once they start announcing more things and we have gone over um but besides the convention ticket um it also there are the benefit packages so, they range from A1 mm-hmm. all the way to A4. And this is going down in terms of value. Um, mm-hmm. And they could change so it this year. I think we need to explain,
1: like, what engagement packs are. Yeah. So, engagement Probably just a little bit of Packs. That. Sorry. Uh,
0: <laughs> engagement packs are these things that you buy that allow you to have the opportunity to to interact in some way with
1: the idols who are attending. Mm -hmm. These are kind of, not the only way that you can see some, like the idols, there are other ways outside of these artist engagements, but this is gonna be the most up close and personal you can get with the idols. And there's such things as a high touch, which if you've been to a K-pop concert before, you probably know what this is. Um, but this like the high touch is the closest you can get you, with yeah, your idol. You are literally and touching you skin only to skin. Can get this, yes, you are high fiving your idol, and you can only do this through one of these engagement packs. So, if you want that experience or want a chance at that experience, you have to get an engagement pack. Right.
0: So, um, that's kind of what the engagement packs are um you don't necessarily have to buy them if like you don't really nope, care you totally don't also they give away free stuff all the time at the convention so you could kind of mm-hmm. um feel like you may get lucky and end up getting something that you really like and then you can trade which we'll go over the whole art of trading at a different date but um it's it's mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun i personally really enjoy the artist engagements Um, I always try and buy the best one because I have a lot of Mm -hmm. anxiety when it comes to these kind of things. Mm -hmm. So to me, paying the extra money and paying the top price, which last year was $155 for one guaranteed high touch, two guaranteed audiences, and one guaranteed red carpet, it made me feel a lot better.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And again, we'll go over kind of what all of that is, but just so you guys know, the most expensive artist engagement pack as of last year in New York and L.A. cost one hundred and fifty five dollars. And again, that's an extra cost added that you need to add into your budget, um, along with the concert ticket and the convention ticket. So that one hundred fifty five dollars does not include the twenty bucks you need to get into the convention. So um any of these arts engagement packets you need to just add 20 bucks to them yes
0: so quick math so the way that we did mm-hmm. um K-Con last year we had p1 seats which were great and we did mm-hmm. we both got an a1 artist engagement pack and we did combo on the seats, by the way.
1: Yep, so we did both Yes, days.
0: so for the P1 combo seats plus the A1 engagement pack plus the convention ticket, um, it was a total of
1: $545. Yep, so that's kind of what our weekend cost in terms of KCON. So again, kind of the best seated tickets and the best artist engagement pack 545 bucks is what you'll spend
0: yeah so that's now
1: let's say you want
0: to go sorry <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. so that's totally valid you can totally do that um, we definitely have done that in the past and we have found it works phenomenally for us but you know people don't have money mm-hmm. so they may not be able to do the exact same thing that we do and you can still have a great time if you don't spend all that money
1: so, Megan, why don't you take the next step down? So, if you want to go kind of lower than that and say, okay, I can spend five forty-five. dollars um, if you do a P2 concert ticket and then the A2 artist pack, so kind of the level 2 artist pack and the level 2 seats, you're looking at 340 bucks, Which is great. And then the lowest of the low... So if you really want kind of like the baseline experience, um, so the P3 seats and the A3 engagement, like maybe you really only want to do the convention part, maybe get the cheapest of everything, um, 160 bucks is what it'll cost for the concert and um, the artist engagement, which really isn't that bad for kind of a two-day whole thing. Um, and again, like you can mix and match this all you want. If you want the best seats, but the cheapest engagement pack, you can do that. If you want the best engagement pack, but the cheapest seats, you can do that. Um, That's something that really is good about kind of the way KCON is now doing things in that you really can pick and choose how you want your weekend to go. And, you know, if you value one thing over the other, then you can spend more money on the concert than the convention if you wanted to.
0: Yeah, I I really enjoy how... They broke it up. Um, At first, no one liked it um, Mm -hmm. because they did take out certain things that were how it was in the previous years. But I found as someone who tries to get the most guarantee that I can to have the best experience that I can, it made me feel a lot more secure um, because even if Mm -hmm. I didn't get the top tier ticket price for the concert because things sell out and you never know what could happen um i felt i could still have the experience that i wanted because i could buy the artist engagements that i really was going to k for mm-hmm.
1: yep so anything else about pricing for the concert or the engagements the convention anything else everything is subject to
0: change Everything is subject to increase. Yep. It has never decreased in price year to year. So, yeah, no, never. But it has never stayed the same.
1: Mm-hmm. Every year it has gone up a little bit. And I think a lot of people are expecting this year to go up significantly more in the past. But again, that's why we are giving you LA prices because LA prices are more expensive than New York was. So, we're thinking in terms of. Somewhere either in between what New York and L.A. was or maybe they'll just go exactly how L.A. was. Um, but again, keep that $1,000 number, at least in mind, unless you do want to go for the platinum and diamond tickets, which will cost you much more than that. Um, but again, we'll go over kind of the difference between those engagements and everything. Yeah. In another episode.
0: Yeah. Um, It's, it's just it's a lot. It's mm-hmm. a lot to process. And it's it's you got to sit down and sort of value what you want to do, and figure um, out where your money needs to go.
1: Yep. But speaking of uh, where your money needs to go, because besides concert tickets and convention tickets, you guys are probably also going to be looking at places to sleep. Yeah.
0: So um, I did a ton of research on accommodations for KCON, because when I was asking mm-hmm. around to my friends that I had who have never been to KCon, this was one thing that they were really curious about. They were curious, like how to stay at the place at KCon. How do I travel to KCon? If I'm driving, if I'm taking the train, if I'm mm-hmm. flying in, what are the logistics of everything? Mm-hmm. And so, I'm gonna start off with accommodations. Um. So. Essentially, we have hotel costs. I would say the average hotel cost for the night of J- July 6th to the 7th, which would be the shortest amount of time that you would have to stay for KCON, um, is roughly $200 a night. Which, when you're thinking in the grand scheme of things, if you were to book at this exact moment, is not that much money. Um, it has easily been... 300 plus dollars in Newark before mm-hmm. at some of the closer hotels to yep. the Prudential Center. So that's that's a plus. Um it's still the same for near the Javits Center. Um but there aren't really any hotels really close to the Javits Center. So that's that's a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. Um as far as specific places to stay uh, my research has shown that the Holiday Inn Express NYC in Chelsea is starting at 181 and that's for a king bedroom and then the base pre- then another one is the Hilton Garden in New York Times Square South which is starting at 171 and that's again for a king bed. So if you have a friend and you can feel completely content with sharing a bed and you want to split that cost, um, you're looking at, you know, $90 per person to stay in the city for the night, which isn't bad, but you have to make sure that one of you is 21 years old because as I have found, most hotels require at least one person in the party to be 21 years old. Mm-hmm. Um. Now, what are the advantages of staying in the city for KCon? Um, well, you can get to the convention early each day. You have a place to go back and charge your phone, or take a nap, or just rest because KCon can be super exhausting during the day. And besides that, it, it it's just it gives you a place to go at night and to just recharge and not have to worry about taking a train back home or driving back home every day, mm-hmm. which can be super stressful because driving in and out of the city, I would never wish this on my worst enemy.
1: Yeah, no, it's, I'm sure like if you're used to it, it might not be as bad, but um, we, I mean, I'm with my family, I've driven into the city before and it is just, I can't. I can't I will take any other means of transportation there so especially just to have a place that's close by to walk to usually it's going to be the better option especially especially if you have a lot of stuff yes because you will be buying stuff at KCON you might be buying albums you might be getting free stuff and you know it's not going to be as easy as being able to walk back to a car or leave it somewhere so having a hotel at least close by or really any place to stay um is really an advantage. But there are disadvantages to staying at a hotel. So some, some
0: disadvantages to staying in hotels in the city. Um, a lot of the times there's a lot of rules regarding checkout um, as far as like age requirements or specific times mm-hmm. or, you know, how often they have to come in and clean your room. I don't know. Hotels have weird rules sometimes.
1: Mm-hmm. The biggest one that I've seen so far people mention is some people are under 21. And for most hotels, you do have to be 21 years or older to like check into a room. So if you're coming with like a parent, it might not be a problem. But if you're under 21, going by yourself or with a group of friends around your age, you have to have either parent permission or some other way to check into a hotel by yourself. Yeah, so that's where some people are kind of running into problems.
0: Yeah, which even even so still just, with parent permission, a lot of the times they, they require a person 21 or over physically there
1: like in the room yeah so that kind of is just keep that in mind when you're looking at hotels because I don't know of many who will let anybody younger than 21 but they are out there so you just have to find the right one
0: yeah Um, and the other just the other disadvantage honestly is sometimes it can cost a lot of money if you leave it to the last minute mm
1: -hmm. yeah
0: so if you are thinking about a hotel book now yes book now right now. Book now that we have the definite dates
1: yeah like that's, that's recommendation number one if you're looking at a hotel book now um other recommendations so if you are going to the hotel route um hotels are usually best for smaller crowds so maximum i would say four people in a room um like a regular room with maybe two double beds um but definitely no more than that because there's not a lot of space one shower um definitely look at reviews oh my god look at reviews around... please yeah um because you want to look at like cleanliness you want to look at the noise level um especially cleanliness uh there's a lot of funky things that can happen in hotels um so definitely find one that has good reviews most likely they'll be a little more expensive but you'd rather say somewhere you know is clean and safe than somewhere you might not Um, Also, just look at what kind of accommodations a hotel has, so for example, do they have parking if you're driving into the city? Um, Will they hold your luggage for you, which most hotels probably will, but just things to check like that, you know, Wi-Fi, um, do they have maybe breakfast in the morning that you don't have to pay for? Just look at kind of things that you think you'll need and just find the hotel that kind of best fits.
0: Yes, and I will also say a huge recommendation that I just thought of in terms of hotel, You definitely want to look into, um, I had a thought and I'm leave- it's leaving me, but share with a smaller crowd. We've had issues in the past where we've had a ton of people in a room and it becomes completely insane and some hotels have occupancy limits. So if you can't shove in seven people into a room that's supposed to sleep four, um, they could possibly kick you out which would be really bad considering in the middle of the night you don't want to be kicked out of your hotel. Um, I will also say besides that you want to look into uh, specifically uh, like places to eat nearby as well if they allow delivery if that's an option that you're looking to do. Those are the two suggestions
1: that I have. Any other suggestions for hotels? Um, just do
0: your research, and the benefits of us going over the bu- the budgeting options is you'll have tons of time. Usually, oh, this was the thought I had. Um, Usually hotels do not charge you until you check out. So you have until you check out to come up with that money.
1: Yep. Alright, now let's move on to another... A place that you can stay, an Airbnb.
0: So, Airbnbs in the city, um, they vary much larger in price. Especially if you're looking for a place all to yourself and you're not looking to just have a room in someone's house. Um, I found if you're looking for a whole place to yourself, you are looking at easily $400 a night. In some places near the Javits Center and Madison Square Garden, um, if you're mm-hmm. if you're willing to travel back and forth on say the subway, uh, you can easily go to farther out places, but if you're looking for a place super nearby, I saw a place as low as two twenty for a whole place to yourself, so costs a little bit more, um, also. I didn't find anything super close to either the javits center or to madison square garden so that's a little
1: Mm -hmm. disappointing but still an option so some advantages of staying by an airbnb um so if you're staying in an airbnb you're staying in somebody's apartment or home so you have access to their kitchen um, so you can cook your own food and not have to maybe buy stuff at the convention or outside um, you also have more kind of control over um, what you do. So, you know, hotels have check in times and check out times that are pretty strict. Airbnbs, usually you can kind of negotiate with whoever you're renting from and just say, hey, I need to be in by this time, and they'll be pretty okay with it.
0: Yes. And the other really good thing about staying in an Airbnb is you do have that host as a place of recommendations as far as places to eat or take out or anything along those okay. lines. So there is an advantage because you'll have a person who knows the city pretty well to help guide you if you have never been in New York
1: City before. Mm-hmm. But some disadvantages, which the first one we have run into personally. um, So the host can cancel on you at any time and leave you without a place to stay. Great. Yeah,
0: so we went to Korea last year. And we had initially wanted to stay in an Airbnb and we had rented one and probably Mm -hmm. six months before we were supposed to leave, the person canceled on us and didn't really give any explanation. Um, Nope. They're just like, sorry. And then we booked another one. And again, that person canceled and left us.
1: That person canceled. uh, And it was
0: terrible. So So we ended up having to get a hotel for a lot more.
1: Yeah, and Airbnb really can't do anything about it if the host cancels, so you know, there's just that risk that something could happen and the host could cancel and then you don't have a place to stay. So just something to keep in mind. Um, And that also goes into with an Airbnb, you don't really know where that hotel is until you book it or the Airbnb is until you book it. So it could be in a questionable location, it could be a questionable quality. You know at hotel at least you have a little bit of expectation as to obviously where it is you know in the city um you can read the reviews on it with an airbnb you might not always have that luxury and you can't always guarantee it's in like a kind of a i don't want to say like i don't want to say like a good part um but you know you just can't you never know really where it is. No, but is. pictures, pictures so, can be super
0: deceiving, uh, and people can make their apartment look really they, nice. They when really it can, can look
1: like a piece of crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So our recommendations, if you do want to stay in an Airbnb, um, definitely check the lister's reviews if they have any. Don't probably stay in an Airbnb that does not have reviews. Um, stay in a place that does have reviews qu- and quite a few of them. Um, and things you're going to be- want to look for is it clean how's the noise level how are the neighbors because again you're staying in somebody's home there's going to be neighbors around there's going to be people Um, so that's sort of the things you're kind of going to be looking at and if you are looking at airbnb the safest route this is where you want to stay with a larger group of people Um, because again there's just power in numbers especially if and i don't want to like throw it out to the universe but if you're a group of young women it's just better to stay together um. So a larger group in an Airbnb is definitely the way to go. Yes, and
0: definitely have a backup plan in case of a cancellation, like our nightmare experience with Korea. Um. I will also say other thing is that typically Airbnbs make you pay up front. They don't give the money to the host right yes. away, but they make you pay in full right away. Mm-hmm. So that's a disadvantage in terms of budgeting.
1: Yep. All right. So, we move on to how to get from point A to point B in the city. There is a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah, there. Do not worry about traveling in New York City. Um. So first, we kind of take it from the example of how to even get there, like get into New York. Yes. And you can you can basically do whatever you wanted to. You, you if you. Yeah. So
0: there are multiple ways to get into New York City. You could take a train in, you could drive in, which I don't typically recommend, just because parking in New York City can be very expensive and difficult. Um, you can take the ferry or a bus in, or if you're coming from far away, there's plenty of ways to fly into New York as well. Um, so some perspective about costs. I did rest, rough estimations based upon places that I'm familiar to. So to take a train from New Jersey from where I live it would be roughly $15 one way uh to get into the in, to get into New York um to take
1: honestly I'm going to like throw it out there yes I love the train I love train. the train so much like too. I will take the train any day of the week That is kind of my recommendation if you're able to take a train yes but I mean anyway continue Um
0: so the other thing if you are coming from a bit farther away, such as Boston, and you still want to take a train in, there is Amtrak as an option. And the example, like I said, from Boston is about $55 to get into New York City. And that should take you, I believe, should take you into New York Penn Station, which is right by Madison Square Garden. So super convenient. Um, another option to get into New York is a bus. And taking another example, roughly from where my lovely co-host Megan lives, it costs about $30 mm-hmm. to get into the city by bus.
1: Yep. So also kind of time-wise, bus may be your best option because it's like you're you're not the one who's driving. Um, it's relatively cheap and also you'll probably get there in the best time, um, but not everybody has a bus near them. Right.
0: And... Most of the time for buses, you have to leave your car at a station if you don't have someone to drop you off. And, you know, bus stations can be questionable depending upon where you live. So there's that. Um, the absolute cheapest option, if you live anywhere near um, where the ferry goes into New York, the ferry to get to New York cost two seventy five, which is super, super cheap. Super cheap and it lets you off right by the Javits Center. So if you're not looking to stay overnight and you're looking to travel back and forth each day and you live somewhere close to where the ferry takes you to New York, I definitely definitely recommend taking the ferry. Cuz it's like 250 5- 275, super cheap, super super cheap. Um and then and then another way to get into New York is to drive. Um now, I did some very brief research on parking costs right around the Javits Center, and it cost approximately $60 to park. Sixty. Not six. Not sixteen. Sixty. So, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money for, you know, a day to park.
1: Yeah, and that's just one day. It might, you know, you have to stay two, maybe three days. So, yeah, parking is just not fun. So, if you can, maybe have someone drop you off. Um, or, but yeah, or, you know, we don't steer recommend driving, clear driving unless, yeah, unless it's your best option, just otherwise.
0: Um, so, the third option of getting into New York if you live far away is to fly, obviously. Um, now, cost of flying can depend upon where you're coming from. Um, if you're coming from LA, it can fluctuate all the way up to $500 for a flight. If you live in LA, I don't know why you're coming to New York when you have a perfectly good KCON right there, but you know, beggars can't be choosers. Um, there's plenty of airports to choose from. There's JFK, LaGuardia, and New York. Uh, Newark, sorry. Um, I personally really like Newark Airport. Um, but then you're on the wrong side of the ocean, of the river. So maybe you want to aim for a JFK or LaGuardia, depending upon what your options are near you. Um, and then you would probably end up taking a taxi or an Uber or a Lyft to wherever you're staying. And taxis typically for a long trip can cost 30 to $40 per trip. So that's...
1: Yeah, taxis are not no. the cheapest. Um,
0: and also, taxis are super crazy drivers. So if you have any driving anxiety, try to stay away from taking taxis if you can. Just a little tip from me to you. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's about all the ways to get into New York. Um, now that we are in New York, let's talk about getting around
1: New York yep yeah. so I think for most people, if you get a hotel that's nearby, you're gonna be walking, which is great. It's free, It's super free. yay, <laughs> Super free, yep. Yeah. Um, but if you're a little farther away, um the cheapest option is gonna be the subway. Um, subway rides gonna cost around two seventy five a trip, um, but that, you know, the subway isn't the best way, um, especially if you've never taken a subway before. I definitely don't recommend it. Stay above ground.
0: Yeah, because it can be a little confusing because there's a lot of different uh, lines. And if you're going during any um, more rush hour times, it can be extremely busy. Um, so only take the subway if you feel comfortable and if you've done your research. A lot of this is if you've done your research, you should be fine. Um, but if you... Don't want to take the subway and maybe you are, you can't walk from wherever you are going. Um, Some idea of how much it would cost to take an Uber or a Lyft. Um, the Uber cost from the Javits Center to the Madison Square Gardens is about $12 as of right now. Of course, this is subject to change because whenever you're taking this, the Uber, it will be during a peak time. Mm-hmm. And then Lyft is roughly $13, again, subject to change. There's always discounts going on on Lyft, and during peak times, you never know what the price could be.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. So our recommendation, just in terms of travel, just find whatever's best for you guys. Um, you all are coming from different places, cities. So just really do your research. And again, you do have to kind of add this into whatever you're spending. So just make sure you find out what's going to be easiest on you, but also keep in mind on um, whatever your budget is.
0: Yes, and also keep in mind when you have to be paying for these things. Um, a lot of the times when you're budgeting, you plan for that big amount and you're like, oh, I have X amount of weeks until I have to pay for $1,000 worth of stuff. But maybe you're only saving $50 per week and maybe you need to have three hundred dollars saved up by the time tickets go on go on sale you may not have that much saved up so you can run into a problem there Mm
1: -hmm. which we have some suggestions on how to save so we went over ticket prices we went over concert um engagements and uh travel costs so how do you begin saving right now so well there's a lot that you can do (laughs)
0: So if you don't work, um, I know a lot of people who are looking to attend or on the young side. Maybe you're still in high school. Maybe you're in college. Um, maybe you're even younger than that and you're looking to attend, which if you're younger than that, hi, hello, how did you find us? Um, <laughs> if you don't work, I would strongly suggest starting to look for part-time work or any kind of work around where you live. So it could be if you have neighbors who are looking for uh leaves to be cleared or yard work, mowing lawns, watching dogs, babysitting.
1: Yeah, babysitting. All very great options. Yes. Yep, and don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Um there's a lot of places that also are probably looking for help. Um so yeah, just see what's around. Um if you have any birthdays or graduations coming up, any big event, you know, ask people, you know, hey, I want to go to this thing in the summer and I'm going to start saving for it. See if, um, you know, you can kind of save up money that way. And probably the most heartbreaking, but at the same time, probably the fastest way to get money. Um, if you have any K-pop albums, photo cards, DVDs, photo books that maybe you aren't using anymore, or artists who you may have since fallen out of love with, um, consider selling them. They'll make somebody else happy and that probably is kind of the fastest way to make money. Um, and you also help clear out some room.
0: Yes. Um, a lot of K-pop albums, if you're selling them complete with photo cards, you can easily get 30 to $40 for them. Um, so if you sell, if you're looking to pay for like a $160 uh, combo ticket, Arrangement that we discussed. If you sell four, I mean, you have the money right there. It's really sad, but you know, the albums be going to a better home, and you'd be getting money for something that you really want to do.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we all could say that we have some extra stuff that we don't really need. So even if it's not, you know, albums or anything, anything that you might have, you know, put on a garage sale. Um, what what's the commercials now? Let go, sell them. Yeah,
0: or Poshmark. Poshmark is also really awesome,
1: but. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, just see what you have and maybe sell it. Um, so let's say if you are working, so let's say you have a part-time or a full-time job and are, you know, just starting to think of how to start saving.
0: So the biggest suggestion that I have, which we have already kind of discussed, is to make a rough budget based upon maybe some of our recommendations or your own research and do like a estimate plus the 25 to 50% more and start putting away money each paycheck.
1: Yep, do like I mean I guess it depends on how everybody makes but take either a certain amount or a certain percentage out and put it away. Yeah, and
0: don't touch it.
1: And that's kind of like saving for anything but
0: But yeah, that's probably the the most direct way of saving. Um, If you feel like Mm. you don't have enough money, I would consider asking for extra work at your job. Um, This can mean working overtime Mm -hmm. or maybe pulling extra shifts or um, maybe taking on extra responsibilities. Anything really to get the the money. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. So anything else about how to save um, saving tips i think we kind of covered everything it really just is starting now start saving yeah now
0: um we didn't talk food costs because it, it, it that's very depending upon the person um new york city can be both expensive mm-hmm. and cheap for for food um i would just plan a certain amount per day for food and have quite a bit set aside um it's Mm -hmm. it's hard to gauge food
1: yeah um yeah i don't even know how much we spent last year but i mean with the city yeah we don't even know what kind of food options are going to be so maybe 40 bucks a day that's 20 bucks a meal maybe more um yeah, I guess we'll have to just wait to see what kind of food vendors there'll be, but, yeah, and at least in terms of concert tickets and engagement packs and travel, we've given you an idea of how much that will cost and just ways that you can start saving.
0: Yes. So, now that you have all this information, where are we going from here?
1: Uh, well, our next episode really will be explaining those um engagement packs. So... What is a high touch? What are our experiences with high touches and audience uh, engagements and the perks and, you know, how to how to get the person you want? Yes, and
0: our benefit discussion will definitely be two podcasts long because as it is, we have talked for almost an hour on this subject, so definitely expect lots of details on those podcasts coming forward. Also, we are going to be starting to work. On our Produce 101 season two of Produce 101 podcasts. Woo!
1: Very excited.
0: So look forward to that if you are into Produce 101 at all.
1: Yes, because we definitely are. All right. We definitely are. All right. So I think that ends this podcast. Thank you, everybody, for staying with us for almost an hour. Um, as usual, uh, you can find us on Twitter. I'm Megan at Megs and Bacon. And
0: I am Christina at Chris Crossed underscore. And we are so excited to see you all next week. And who knows? Maybe KCON will surprise us again.
1: Yep, we'll have to see. So, uh, bye everybody! Bye.